Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, I listened to about an hour and 10 minutes in two separate podcast slash radio appearances by Tom Brady on Monday. And all I can say is, I don't think he's really sure that he wants to retire. I mean, I, I believe he wants to retire. I do. I think he so desperately knows it's probably the right thing to do. And yet he makes no pretense of the fact that he can absolutely still play and wants to play. And this is not a great analogy because one is sort of life and death, I suppose, and maybe this is not. But it, it reminds me of my, of, of my father who who smoked since the time he was 15 years old and always really, like, towards the end of his life, he really wanted to quit. Like, he seriously did want to quit. And he did quit, but he didn't quit for long until he had his first heart attack. <laughs> and then, God bless him, he had to quit, and, he, and, he, and I was proud of him. He did. But this feels like Tom Brady knows what he should do Right for his for his life for his future for his children, for so many reasons. Okay, and yet that door is not only cracked; it's sort of just unlocked and open. You know what I mean? And he left it that way, and and he's annoyed that people will think that he really doesn't mean it because we were we were so impressed with his, you know, behind the sea oats on the beach, you know, one take emotional farewell that. I mean it, it's for good this time. But it's is it really? I mean, is it really? Because he was asked by Colin Coward, he first appeared on Fox Sports Radio on Monday, because Fox, of course, is the network that is hiring him if and when he retires to be their lead color analyst on NFL games, taking over for Greg Olson. Okay, now presumably, if he were retired... That would be maybe not this weekend in the Super Bowl, but next fall he would take that chair and it'd be him and Kevin Burkhart, and, and that would be your number one team for $37.5 million. Not a bad side gig, except for one thing. Yeah, Tom Brady announced that he will not be the lead analyst on the NFL and Fox until the fall of 2024. He's got... The entire 2023 season, eh, kind of available to him if he wanted to return to play at the right situation, maybe presented itself. And that's the part that makes you go, hmm. And again, I truly do believe, for whatever reason this time, that maybe Brady doesn't have a destination. Like, you know, a year ago, folks, we found this out that Tom was talking to the Miami Dolphins and Stephen Ross and Bruce Beal, his one of his partners, a guy on the board director of TB12, who's a minority owner with the Dolphins, about joining that franchise and playing quarterback maybe for a year and getting 
a minority ownership. And they, it turns out they had been tampering with Brady since 2019. They got docked a first-round pick this year, a third-round pick in 2024. And so everything was sort of planned, and then it all kind of went awry because, you know, you had a situation where the day Brady announced his retirement, the head coach of the Dolphins who had been fired decided, yeah, I'm going to file a lawsuit and expose a lot of things about the Dolphins and the NFL that I don't really like. And and so it just kind of went sideways, and Brady was under contract here, and, and he had to come back if he was going to play, and he did. And we know what last year was like, and I, I think last year was a big, big factor because of what he what he struggled with personally and professionally, the divorce from his wife after 13 years, all of that. Talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast. But, and, and he said, he claimed to, to Cowherd, Colin Cowherd on The Herd, that the finality of it was was kind of just last week. And maybe that's true, but I'm telling you, that video was shot maybe not that morning as he presented it. But what have you. And he just said, you know, he was asked if there was even 1% chance, and this is by Colin Cowherd, 1% chance that you might play again next season. And he kind of sidestepped it. He never really answered the question. He just said, I think the future is always hard for us to predict. Um, Nothing really is guaranteed. But I think I just take it day by day. As my friend tells me, the future happens one day at a time. I'm super excited. I really am. I think there's a lot of great things ahead. And then it was this comment uh, to Jim Gray on the Let's Go podcast that... You know, Jim asked him, well, Tommy, is it because you think you can't play anymore? And he said, no, it's not that. There's always going to be a part of me that wants to play and a part of me that feels like I can play. It's just a decision where I know it's the right thing at this time. And he says, I think for me, it's going to end at some point. I think now is the time. It's not that I can't do it. It's not that I wouldn't want to do it. It's not that I wouldn't want to be excited to play. I love Playing football, it's just a decision that it's time to do other things. I don't know, Steve. You convinced <laughs> he's never coming back or what? N- not even close to being convinced. <laughs> I think he can't even convince himself. This is the thing. Like The more he talks, the more I and, – and, and let's let's get this out of the way too, and, and, and I, I'll, I'll let you talk because I've talked for too long. Here's the thing. This is not the time of the year that Tom Brady has trouble not playing football. He would not be playing football because he didn't earn his way to the Super Bowl. That has happened many times in his career. I don't think he even knows what he's going to feel, and he said as much, come next August. Uh, Last time it took 40 days. Yes. Now, probably, you know, 30, whatever, 25, Mm -hmm. 30. I mean, you know, it it wasn't like that morning he just all of a sudden. That's right. That's right. You know, there was some things in motion. I mean, he was over at Man U talking to Ronaldo, saying, you're not done, really, are you? And he, yeah, you know. He's making sure Bruce Arians retired, yeah. Mm-hmm. He didn't even get a week. Like, <laughs> like he can't even He's hold it in for a week a this days. time of, like, you know. Now, do I believe March 12th or 13th, uh, the, the first day of free agency, he's going to sign somewhere? No. No, I don't think so. I think it's going to be a wait-and-see approach. Yeah. Maybe... 
maybe he's in training camp with someone, or maybe it's a someone needs a quarterback halfway through the season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But do I believe he's done after knowing he's not going to start Fox for a year? Right. Which, you know, maybe he does want to take a year off. Maybe, maybe he wants to... You know, one of the things he did say was, you know, I want to be, I, you know, want to be very good at my another next job. So maybe he wants to take a season of really prepping and doing that kind of work instead of, you know, preparing yeah. for a game. Which, which yeah. his attention to detail, you could see him doing that. Yeah. But mm. it sure doesn't sound like he's ready to give up his old job. Just a matter of which team and which opportunity he might go back for. And I think that's the key. I, I think that if he was so convinced that he was done with football, that he wouldn't even allow for the possibility for himself to be tempted, right? For something that would be such a great opportunity that even he would know himself so well that like, you know what, if I'm not doing anything in the fall next year, I'm not broadcasting, I'm not criticizing, I'm not working for Fox, I'm not under contract, I mean... The contract apparently is world without end, because what we heard originally was it was when his career ended. Well, his career's over, but they're still giving him another year, because he's Tom Brady, and and they know if they can, you know, you can land Moby Dick. It doesn't really matter whether you have him that for dinner that night. So, at the end of the day, the Fox is willing to do this, but but Brady is going to do nothing but tempt himself and test himself. You know, because for the next whatever number of months, it's like any other offseason. He's not missing football now because he wouldn't be playing football now. He didn't earn it. And there were many, many years where he didn't make it to a Super Bowl, right? So to him and his body clock and everything else, which, by the way, did you see him pose in his underwear the other day? What was that all about? Well, he does have an underwear brand he's selling. Yeah, he's selling it all right. Um, but anyway, aside from all his businesses and other opportunities, there's, there's no game to go to. There's only kids to spend time with. Guess what? He'd be spending time with them now anyway, as much time as possible. He was in New York, according to Colin, when he did this, uh, this call in with Fox. And so he's with his son, Jack, I would assume. And he's going to, you know, he's living in Miami. So he's with his other two kids, uh, Benji and Vivian. And this is what he would do every offseason. You know what? He's still going to play in the match, which is what he did every offseason. He'll probably take his kids or, or one of them there, I would imagine. And he's got an assortment of businesses, including the underwear modeling and other things with Brady Brand. Uh, a ton of things to keep him busy. I don't know if he's shooting another movie. 80 for Brady is out. But there is, there is, it is an essence like every other offseason he's ever had. And so to say you retired which is what he did last offseason. He said it then. It just didn't stick. And if you were really, in my mind, if I was really sure, I'm on to the next thing, right? And I may, I may not be entirely sure what that is. Okay, it's broadcasting. Okay, it's, you know, it's, it's color analyst. But then there's a lot of other things that will come my way now that I'm not playing. I want to get there as quickly as possible. Like, I'm ready to go. Like that part of my life is over. I'm never going back to it. I've made up, made up my mind. This is the time to do it. The sooner I get busy, to me, the better. Now, you could say, well, you know, he's been playing for 32 years since he was eight years old or whatever, 
Um, it should be more than 32 years, actually. But, yeah, you can decompress. Okay, you can whatever, not work if you don't, and it certainly has enough money. But it's always going to be there come next fall if you don't, if you're not on to the next thing. And I thought the whole idea with retiring now, does he have plenty of commitments with his kids? Can he, can he stay busy? Sure you can. He's got three kids. Two of them don't live, you know, one doesn't live with him. Uh, actually, none of them do full time, but one's in New York. So there's lots for him to do and lots of businesses and things like that. But what happens, right, it, down the road? I mean, that that's the thing. And I would, if it were me, I wouldn't want to tempt, tempt myself. I know myself too well that I could be talked into it with the right circumstance. And he even said, he goes, look, I, I know how I feel today and I'm very happy. What the future holds, who knows? But I don't ever envision it, meaning coming back. But again, I don't want to leave the door open for people to say, well, Tom Brady, blah, blah, blah. No, it's like I'm very content with where I am. Again, I believe he believes that. And I'm sure he's not going to like stories like the one I wrote in the Tampa Bay Times and other people writing across the country. But, but you know, I can paint two or three scenarios from this year that would have suited Brady perfectly, and that may occur again. Like the very place he was trying to get to, Steve, the Miami Dolphins. Look, Tua Tungabaloa had three concussions last year and mixed parts to three games, six games. He was on pace to be the MVP of the league, of the entire league. And then the concussions happened. And if he were my kid, I'd be seeing every neurologist known to man to make sure that he has no better chance of getting another concussion than anyone else. I don't know if that's true because I'm not a doctor. But I'd be very nervous for Tua. And if they go into next season and something happens again to Tua, who, by the way, they're so confident in him, they haven't picked up his fifth-year option, and they haven't begun to sign him to a contract extension. But the Dolphins have gone out of their way through channels, through Adam Schefter. According to my sources, the Dolphins will not pursue Tom Brady this offseason. What does that mean? Maybe Tom Brady will pursue them. Or maybe Tua does start the year. Maybe he's fine and there's no concussions at all. But then you get to, I don't know, November, okay, and something happens, and they're in first place. And they got a really good defense and a really good team and no quarterback. And Tom Brady is sitting across the street. Life is good. Kids are good. Everybody's getting along. Plenty of access time. But he's keeping himself in shape, right? He's got his water jug. He's doing the TB12 thing because he's an underwear model. He's got to look good. And he gets a phone call, and it's the Dolphins. Hey, man, can you give us a month of the regular season, three weeks of the regular season plus the playoffs? Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think I could do that. I do. And, you know, just like if the Niners had called him, you know, before Brock Purdy got hurt and said, do you think you could take this team to the Super Bowl? We just got beat, what, 30-something to 7 out there, 35 to 7. It'd be like, yeah, best defense in the league, great running game, Trent Williams at tackle, great offensive line, speed all over the field. I have to throw it 5 yards, 10 yards, let him go 65. Uh-huh, I can take this team to the Super Bowl. So I'm not saying just any situation would do. Look, I don't think he's coming back to Tampa Bay. Okay, 
because I don't think the football team is good enough. If it had been, I think he might be here this year. I really do. But they're $55 million over the salary cap. Yes, they can do some things to reduce that for him, but they're going to have to cut some players. They really don't have money for free agency to speak of. And it was a horrible year last year. I mean, in, in all kinds of ways, personally, professionally, on the field, all that. So I don't think he, I don't think he's coming back here. But he's going to be sitting in South Florida. And even if he had to go to the West Coast or to the Raiders for a month, a month, to go to another Super Bowl and win it, you'd only make the legend bigger. And he's in a position to be selective now. He's in a position to say no. Because he'll be retired. It's like somebody calls him and it's not a you know not a good situation. Nah, I'm good. Thanks. But don't tell me that every GM in the league, Steve, won't have Tom Brady's number on speed dial if they get into a situation like the Niners did last year. Uh, I would think every one of those teams is calling him, well, probably now, now but <laughs> but not officially till March 9th or 10th or whatever that oh, day right. is. Yeah, because tampering never happens. Yeah. yeah. Sass the Dolphins. But let me ask you one other question, because mm-hmm. I thought about this tonight. Yeah. Particularly with Tom not starting at Fox for another season. Right. Do you think that is more about Fox asking him to wait a year? And, and here's why I say this. Hmm. Greg Olson's getting tremendous reviews and is doing yeah, a fantastic is. job yeah, right is. now. If you're Fox... You've got probably the best analyst right now, one of mm-hmm. the best. I mean, you know, in many people's eyes, he's past Tony Romo at this point. Yeah. You know, maybe you say Collinsworth or Aikman, but Olsen's in that category at this point with yes. the work he's done this season. It's been great. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to push him to the side, make him number two, whatever, for Tom Brady, who halfway through next season might go back and play for somebody? And so... Fox could talk to him and going, take a year. We'll work with you, decompress, do this, this it, it, almost to make sure it's out of his system before they take him on. You know, yeah, I mean, I, remember Jason I mean, Witten did that on Monday Night Football. He wasn't mm, very good in the booth. Yeah. That was part of it, too. But, you know, halfway <laughs> through terrible, the season, yeah. he, you know, he went back to football. Right. You know, and there's a lot of these you know, guys that have done the recently retired that also. But, I mean, you're making him your number one guy, replacing a guy who's up and coming really and becoming one yeah. of the best analysts in the game. Right. Do you not want to make sure he's ready for that? I don't I, I it maybe it's maybe. just me spitballing, but it's you know, when when he comes out and announces today that he's not working for Fox till twenty twenty four, one, Fox has a vested interest in making sure that if that's the decision, whoever made it, it comes out quick. Because you want yeah, Greg and you, it you put want him on a Fox show yeah, to announce yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm wondering if it wasn't some pressure of Fox going, are you sure you're retired? Take some time. Take a year. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if you are retired, then this season we can you can do stuff with us or we can be coaching. We can you know be working with you to make sure yeah. you're the, when you're when you're ready to go into the booth, you're the best analyst there is or, you know, at the top of your game, which you want to be. I almost wonder if there's not some pressure from Fox to wait at this point. I don't know if it'd be pressure. I, I think not Pressure's knowing Greg Olson's yeah. contract situation, like there could be a situation where they think we're going to lose Olson if we replace him right away. You're going to lose you Olson know? at some point. I mean, you know he's going to be gone because he knows Brady is is basically going to take his take his mm-hmm. stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And Olson, by the way, has said, I'm not anxious to leave this chair. I mean, he's been very outspoken mm-hmm. about, you know, mm-hmm. um, I like what I'm doing and, and how I'm doing it. You're right about Tony Romo, though. Like, what's happened to Tony Romo? Did you see there was a, I think Andrew Marchand or somebody wrote a story about how they got on Romo a little bit for not preparing. And um, there's this really, really good impressionist. I can't think who it is. It's not Caliendo. It's another guy. Joey, help me. I don't, I don't can't think of his name. Anyway, he did a thing on Romo. You know it's bad when they're making fun of you? You know how they used to make fun mm-hmm. of Gruden? Oh, yeah. You know, I'll tell you what, man. You know what I mean? doesn't really say much. Um, but they were doing Romo. They're like, every Romo broadcast is starting to turn into something like, I don't know, Jim. He could, oh, he just, you know, he had the guy and he, ah, so close, Jim. Oh, he just, he wanted to fit it in. And he, ah, I don't know, Jim. Pat, Pat Mahomes. Oh, my God. Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen. Here's what he's trying to do. Jim, I just, Oh, he's so almost, yeah. I, I always love the ones where he's like, oh, it was a perfect pass, just a little too far. <laughs> right? <laughs> he had him, Jim, and he just, he had him, and it was a great throw, and he's just a little bit outside his range, and it fell incomplete. It's like, yeah, we watched the play, Tony. Like, you're not, you were better when you're predicting stuff than you are now. And that's sort of. <laughs> it doesn't seem like he's that prepared. He's not. I mean, that's what it feels like. And that's like. what they're getting on him about. Yeah, like they're saying, like. you're just kind of reacting in this guttural way. Like you're not even saying, he's like, oh, geez, I, I tell you, Jim, oh, man, he's so close. Ah, Jim. And it's <laughs> Tony. Like that's the broadcast now. <laughs> it's just no, there's no interaction. There's no sort of insight. So, yeah, Greg Olson. But listen. Could there be something on Fox's side that say, look, we, we got a, we got it really good here right now with Olsen, yeah. and maybe we don't want to turn it over to the amateur Tom Brady? Um, I, I wouldn't and, go and that might far be a, in the description of it, but just a we, if we're going to make this change, we wanted to make sure it's permanent. It's for good. Right. It's not, right. you know, like I said, we're going to lose our best. Yeah. And Witten's a bad example because he wasn't very good in the booth, which is, I think, part of the reason he went back to football. But Right. Well, I think you know part of Brady too does does want when he when he does anything like he's kind of retentive this way he he pours himself into whatever he's doing right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so he doesn't want to suck at anything mm-hmm. now he always said he would quit football if he sucked at it but he never did <laughs> so even uh, even Jim Gray was onto that one he was like well Tom you said you wouldn't quit until you suck and the fact of the matter is you don't suck <laughs> and he's like yeah well. Um, I can still throw the ball anytime I want to or whatever. But, you know, I'm just, I feel like Brady wants to make sure it's out of his system. Mm-hmm. I also am not naive. Look, I've watched Tom Brady for three years now, okay? Let's go back to a year ago, okay? Preparing for the Philadelphia Eagles in a wild card game. All the while talking to the Miami Dolphins and his buddy Bruce Beal and, and Stephen Ross about going to Miami with Sean Payton. Okay? Sean Payton. I'll run one by you. What if Russell Wilson doesn't work out? And they got too much money, you know, they can't just get rid of him, right? What if he got hurt? I mean, there there's so many scenarios you could paint that like 
okay, this would work for a short term or that what about, you know, and again, I know enough about Brady that nothing is really left to chance here. Everything is well thought out, right? And even though it's only February 1st and it was February 1st a year ago, he was headed somewhere. He ha- he had a plan and his plan fell apart through no, you know, actions of his own. It's just Brian Flores decided, you know, he got fired and I'm going to sue and I knew some stuff and now everything's, now everything's, you know, on hold or done or what have you. So they forced his hand back to Tampa Bay. But now he's got to know that I can name two or three teams that are Super Bowl ready that don't have a quarterback. Hell, even if Trey Lance starts the season in San Francisco, and a columnist that I know out there wrote this, if you're the 49ers, you might want to stay in contact with Tom Brady because Jimmy Garoppolo is either going to New York or the Raiders or someplace. He's a free agent. And Brock Purdy's not going to play next year, in my opinion. Looks like he's going to need Tommy John. We'll see. But if Trey Lance isn't any good, but your team has got like that one little bit of window where George Kittle isn't completely done, and if I said to Tom Brady, hey, man, don't come for six months. Don't come. We just need a month of football. Give us what Purdy gave us, or give us less than what Purdy gave us. The final four weeks plus the postseason, we got the best team in the NFC. He might do it. He might be able to say to the kids, "Hey, look, we're gonna we're gonna celebrate Christmas, and I'm going away for a couple weeks until we win a Super Bowl again." That might be what. what now you know he's got to stay in safe shape. He's got to throw. He says he's going to continue to throw because he loves throwing the football. And there's other ways he can do that. And like you said, maybe he brings Gonk with him someplace, man. <laughs> like, I just think he's keeping his options open. But more than that, I think he knows it's probably a good idea to do so. That there might be one more act in this thing. Now, what's sad about it is everybody's gone through this morning of his career twice, right? The, Brett Favre did the same thing to people, by the way, too. He quit twice and came back twice um but you know his mom and dad are on the podcast and and the funny thing is you would think they would like they're really happy for him right oh so happy for him what a career and all very proud and all that that's natural but then like even his mom says like that's eh, kind of sad <laughs> you know in a way and and one of the reasons they're sad about it not just because it ended she's she her analogy was it's like reading a good book and you get to the end it's been terrific and you just really don't want it to end but she said you know for for all these years Tommy, as they call him, has has kind of brought our family together. Like that's the unifying point, right? Is his career. Let's go to Tampa for the playoff game. Let's, you know, go to the Super Bowl. Let's meet on the road and and you know, the family comes along and the, the aunts and the uncles and the cousins and they get together around Brady's career, right? In New England, in in Tampa. And now that's gone. And so they're going to lose some connectivity, connective tissue with, you know, their extended family because there's not that rallying point, right? There's not, there's not another game, you know, to, uh, to cheer on Tom Brady. So even they have, and I saw his mom and dad coming off that field in Tampa when they, when they lost that playoff game to the Cowboys, I felt like they knew it was over and they weren't. 
I don't. I think they didn't. You know, they weren't happy for him. Obviously, they 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 hoped it would end better for him. I think they were just sad that it would it ended. You know that that well that's that's a career and what a career it was and it's really just hitting them. You know as they're walking off that field. But I don't know, man. <laughs> you can't listen. After last year, and I believe anything's I, I again, he really does, I think this time wants to think, as he said, it's quote for good, but he willingly acknowledges straight up that I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm saying it now, I'm saying it for all the right reasons. I know how I feel today, and I'm very happy. What the future holds, he said, who knows? I don't ever envision it, but again, you know, I want to leave the door open, but there's always that possibility, and I think that is why. If he had done nothing except say, I'm going to Fox, I'm not going to call the Super Bowl, I'm not doing anything out in Arizona this weekend, but I'll see you next fall on Fox, I'd have felt more confident that, yeah, he's done. It's the I'm not ready to go to my next chapter that's the part that's got me. So, all right, before we get out of here, I want to talk about this awful lightning game in Florida down in Sunrise. Whoa. Um, I want to tell you guys how to save money on your electric bill. It's called May Electric Solar. That's a family-owned and operated business. They've been installing solar electric systems for a dozen years now. There's a lot of these companies out there that knock on your door, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. Here is the difference. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. Three decades, man. Something goes wrong, they're out there fixing it. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That is the main difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all kinds of its products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they will install. Plus, this is important. They don't use subcontractors. So you know who is doing the job. Those are Billy Mays guys up there. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar. Here's the number, 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve the quality of your appliances. That's May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So I got done listening to Brady and all these podcasts and, and radio shows and I'm typing all this stuff up and you know sending it in and writing stories and updating stories and I, I turn on the lightning game and I'm thinking, oh, I can catch the third period and it's just before the third period, I think, and they're down four to one and then the third period starts in about 10 seconds, they're down six to one, including one of these classic, and please, if there's one criticism that you could have of Vassie is that you just never play the puck well, right? Like, it's just that that's the one thing, man. Like, mm-hmm. Bishop was great at Certain goaltenders well, are great Bishop at Bishop was fantastic at that. He was amazing. He'd start rushes and stuff. Vassie, I'd never want him to leave the net. I'd never want him to stray outside the post ever. 
And he did one of these things where there really wasn't any traffic. And he was just going to try to like whip it around the back of the boards, you know, to his teammate. Mm-hmm. And he missed he missed the angle. And it came off the board and to the other side of the post where a guy from Florida was pretty much just standing there, tapped it in. It's like, what are we doing here? Wait a minute. What is this? Um, and so they they went on to lose six to one. Yeah, I not exactly ready to play after that all-star break where they were red hot going into it. Well, as John Cooper said, and I'll quote, I don't want to say that we were still on vacation, but I thought their <laughs> will to win was a little bit stronger than ours <laughs> was tonight. I just thought it was too easy a night for them in our own zone. <laughs> Anytime you say I don't want to say something, you are literally saying something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, hey, I don't want to say you're a redneck, but, you know, um, yeah, it, it, it clearly, it, and he should be more worried about the next night because they can't do anything about that abomination. You're going to have games like that, right? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't look good when you're coming off a break <laughs> that you have it. You know, if that game happens somewhere in the middle of, you know, a 10-game road trip or something mm-hmm. like that, and no one's, no one's like, okay, well, you know, they were bound to have a stinker. This one this one feels like you just weren't ready. You well, know what I mean? Like, but a, a few things, too. And, yeah, they weren't ready, obviously. But Florida's a desperate team. I mean, they're out of a playoff spot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so they need points. They're at home. And as Matthew yeah. Kachuk said, and I'll quote him as well, mm-hmm. eventually I think that most teams look at it as that all roads lead through Tampa to ultimately win it all. So it feels good to beat that we can beat them. I mean, yeah. this is a circle on the calendar game for them. This was a game they've, well, been, they've been eliminated yeah. twice in two years mm-hmm. by the Lightning, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's also they're desperate. They need to win. And they got, you know, home games are ones you've got to take care of your own. That's true. If you're going to make a run at the playoffs. I mean, they're out of it right now if the playoffs started today. Right. So yeah, it's not excusing anything. The Lightning played horribly, and they said, I mean, you know, Stamkos yeah. just looked like one team was hungry and one team showed up to play a game. It's not acceptable. Yeah. You know? No, Stammer's right. Mm-hmm. And and the leadership of that team, I think, will make sure that it doesn't happen the next time sure. out. Um, and Over 82 gonna, I, games, you get those. Yeah, and I, I was a little surprised. I guess this is the third game they said. I was listening to telecast that they've allowed six goals. Now, I don't think they were all six to one. Um, but I felt for Vassy, even though he contributed to one of those goals, because you never want to just hang your goaltender with a six a six spot, right? I thought it was going to be a ten burger after a while, but it didn't get up that high. They were ready. To, they were ready to yank him if uh, if it looked like it was going to. But um, yeah, you have those games. It's a long season. It's not an excuse, but it does happen. And I think they're exactly right. The Stanley Cup is going to run through Florida or, or through Tampa because. Whether they have the top seed or not, it won't matter. They're going to be around. They're going to make the postseason, and you're going to have to kill them. <laughs> Nobody can. I mean, it's like last year, you know, down 3-2 to the Rangers, down 2 nothing in the next game. They come back, and they win the series. Um, they just know their way. If they get there and they're healthy, especially, especially if they're healthy. And, it's again, that's the biggest problem with – with uh, hockey is is the attrition, right? It's like NASCAR. After a while, the wheels fall off. Um, but barring something like that, um, they are going to be in it, and they're going to be in it to the end. But yeah, bit of <laughs> bit of a stinker um, coming off the All Star break. Which you know, if you're going to have it, I guess I guess that's that's the time to do it. But and the good thing is you got a game tonight, so you get to yeah brush that one right off back quickly. on the ice. Yep, yeah, that's nice, and that's at home, right? 
That's correct. Sharks in town tonight, and then the Avalanche Stanley Cup final rematch on Thursday night at home. Oh, that's going to be delicious, man. The crowd's going to be amped for that one. I like that. That's going to be good. Well, we'll have lots more. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about the uh, Bucks offensive coordinator situation. Uh, Dan Pitcher, who is the Bengals quarterback's coach, coaches Joe, Joe Burrow, Tiger King, Dan Pitcher, coaches him. And uh, ironically, after they lost the AFC Championship game, he had interviewed virtually that week, the week of the championship game. And then the Cincinnati Bengals lost. So he's going to come in and visit with them in person. I guess you would call this a second interview. If so, it's the only second interview they've had of the seven candidates that they've talked to so far. Doesn't mean he's going to get hired, none of that. I was I was talking to some people today about, you know, this the whole pace of these hirings and these offensive coordinators is slow. I mean, first of all, there's some several reasons for it. One, you still have two staffs that haven't picked a head coach yet, Arizona and the Colts. You say, well, why is that important? Well, because some of these coordinators, you know, they're married up to potential head coaches. So if, for example, Rahi Morris got the job in Indianapolis, he may have an offensive coordinator that the Bucks have talked to or others um, that has already sort of promised him, hey, when you get a head coaching job, I'm coming with. And so they're waiting to see where those two jobs end up. Um, but there are other there are other offensive coordinator jobs out there as well, and I guess you know even the Bucks are frustrated sort of with the pace of this because they changed the rules and now for any coordinator job you have to have two Rooney Rule candidates, two minority candidates. With the Bucks have have met with Keenan McCardell and then the passing coordinator at um, uh, at Jacksonville or was it Jacksonville? No, New Orleans. I'm sorry, Curry, New Orleans, and. You have to interview at least two candidates from outside your organization. Now, it just turns out I don't think the Bucks have an interest in giving the job to a Harold Goodwin or somebody on their staff currently. I mean, they got rid of most of their offensive staff anyway. So, But if you were a team inclined to do so, you'd still have to find two other candidates, minority or otherwise, to interview in order to, in order to do that. The other thing is if a team had the bye week, Say and that was Kansas. That was Super Bowl teams, right? Kansas City and in Philadelphia. You could have only interviewed those coaches during that bye week. Well, the Bucks were still playing, so it'd be kind of awkward to say, "Hey, you know, we think we we have a chance to beat Dallas, and and if we do, Byron Leftwich is still going to be our coordinator. But on the off chance we lose, we'd like to talk to an offensive coordinator candidate uh, in Philadelphia. That would not have worked. So. You know, if they have somebody they want to talk to on one of the Super Bowl teams, which is possible, you can't really interview those guys until after Sunday because now they're wrapped up in the game, obviously. So there's a lot of sort of push-pull. And some guys that we talked about in the past have leverage. You know, some of them are waiting to see if they're going to get an offer from Baltimore or go to Tampa or go someplace else. So all this is a long way of saying that I hope and I would expect that maybe we'd see some movement by the end of the week. But there's no guarantee. And, you know, certainly before they get to the NFL combine where you want to be able to fill out the staff and have position coaches look at their positions. But right now, nothing's moving in the NFL. And I think some of the dominoes need to fall, including Todd Munkin, who's going to have to make up his mind somewhere. If he doesn't get the Ravens job, he's either going to, you know, take the Bucks job or go back to Georgia. And I would think that the Bulldogs would want to know that soon, too, because they've got recruiting at stake. And they want to be able to hire their own coach. They want to be able to hire another offensive coordinator. Not that that shouldn't be hard to attract, but these jobs are already filled. So 
hopefully we'll know something in a few days, but I get a lot of questions on Twitter, uh, email and stuff about, hey, why is this taking so long? Why does this seem like it's taking so long? And those are just some of the reasons. The procedural part, um, you know, the inability to talk to teams in the Super Bowl or that are first-round buys, that sort of thing. So just going to take a little bit longer. All right, so we still got plenty of mailbag questions. You guys can still submit those. We didn't get to them tonight. I promise we will uh, either tomorrow or the next day. But you can do that by sending them to us on Twitter at SportsDayTV. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud. Or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. Do you believe Tom Brady? Mm, he's trying to convince you. Thanks for listening. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.